the Greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist her mother hates me You're an anarchist You don't want anything from me I'm a Satanist At least that's what I think I might be At least that's what I think I might be And that's Vix. And, and this, this is Speak of the, the Devil. And as you may have noticed, based on the fact that we managed to get that synchronized correctly, we are together in the same place. Yeah, so um, we're really sorry for not maintaining our usually surprisingly consistent schedule, given what we're like. Well, we actually had last week's. We did. So we did. we're getting back to we're, it. We're getting better. Um, between Vic's trying to move out here and me getting ready to start motherfucking seminary. Yep, and I'm also getting divorced. So. Yeah, uh, you know, there's some things going on in our lives, but we really do want to keep trying to bring... That good, good satanic content. Yeah, that old-time religion. Yep. It's good enough for me. Um, me too, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, we also... Decided to do NaNoWriMo this oh, year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Because, yes, apparently we hate ourselves, so we're also trying to do National Novel Writing Month. Because we're crazy. Yep. And, um, the, uh, actually the first Church of the Morning Star is having our first public event. Yes. This Friday. Yes. At Wicked Grounds Kink Cafe, which you might remember hearing about in our episode, The Lima and Louise, featuring Mir. Yes. Um, yeah, we're having a, a monthly meetup yep. called Friendly Neighborhood Satanists. Yep. Yeah. Um, which will be friendly and satanic. Yeah. Um, and I'm super delighted that one of our wonderful member members already has a sort of small charity project that we can all yep. pitch in on f from this very first meeting. Um, yep. We're helping out with a sock drive for the homeless. Yep. So, yeah, I feel like we're we're off to a good start. <clears throat> yep. Um, and so because it's NaNoWriMo and both of us are in crazy states of flux right now, we didn't have time to really hardcore research an episode like we like to do. Although, next week, I am hoping to drop a really cool episode on 19th century French Satanism. Yeah. Which was a thing. Or was it? No one fucking knows. No one fucking knows, but it's really fucking interesting anyway. Yep. However, this week, we're kind of... We thought we should just talk a little bit about what it's like to be practicing Satanists. And I think also, like, what we actually do. Exactly. Because... That seems to be confusing to people. Yes. What do Satanists actually do? Yes. And I mean, the answer to that is obviously a whole bunch of things. 
but strangely, usually not involving human sacrifice. We don't do torturing that. small animals, nope. infiltrating daycare centers. No, not so much of that. Yep, not really our stuff. Um, I mean, well, we set the date of. <laughs> We decided that for our commemoration of the date of the eating of the apple, we decided on August 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that day, we eat apple-based dishes like apple pie. Well, yes. That's <laughs> sort of an idiosyncratic thing that you and I just made up for a satanic high holy day. Yes. But we're going to need some of those. Exactly. And I, I think we can keep on developing that one. Exactly. And, and you know what? Eating apple pie yeah. in honor of Eve seems completely valid to me. I know. Well, you got to have holiday foods. <laughs> you do have to have holiday foods. And we're Satanists, damn it. And we're about indulgence. Exactly. And pleasures of the flesh, at least to some extent. So we'd better have the best fucking holiday dishes possible. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, obviously, you know, Halloween is on the calendar. Oh, yeah, we did do some stuff for Halloween this year, actually. Yeah, no, it was good. But, yeah. It's a good day for communing with the past. With the past on. Yep. Um, uh, and with the future. Yes, it's kind of a, yeah. There's actually uh, quite a tradition of doing divination on, on Halloween. Halloween. Often specifically, um, like, romance divination yes a lot of um actually that's the origin of bobbing for apples yes it was um would they write the names on the apples or varied i think also like the first one to get an apple would be the next one married okay so there, there were variations yes yeah but bobbing for apples was a marriage divination yeah um and that's an interesting thing about halloween that people don't remember that much these days yep so, in a weird way, the modern sexy Halloween costume has sort of a precedent. In that it... In that Halloween, it, people were thinking about... Hooking up. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I know. The, like, costumed Halloween sex is... <laughs> a tradition. A wonderful ancient tradition. But, okay. Yes. Since we're talking a little further back, though... Yeah. Were there maybe more costumed halloween marriage proposals i wonder because that would be cute that would be cute and i don't know about that but i do know that like you'd get a lot of like mirror divination Mm, to like try and see the face of your future husband that sort of thing oh yeah and in a lot of those there was usually a spooky option to like see a skull instead in the mirror and that meant you were gonna die before you got married married. yeah Um, so there's that yeah. Um, I don't know. I know some Satanists who are kind of more pagany. Yeah. There's a lot of different flavors yeah. and variations of Satanists. And some of my friends, um, actually in the Church of Morningstar, mm-hmm. follow the Wheel of the Year mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and sort of... You know, think about Halloween as Samhain. Yeah. Um, which is cool, and which is the origin of it. Sort of. Sort of-ish, but... <sighs> I feel like one of the fun things about 
my Satanism and your Satanism yes. is we're not Reconstructionist. Yes, we're not at all Reconstructionist. We're just kind of dealing with what's the Satanic take on this stuff exactly. that exists exactly. when it comes to Halloween. Exactly, because I mean, I think that we consider ourselves very much like a post-Christian religion. We are not a pre. Yeah, yeah, we're absolutely very much, like it exists in relation to and response to a largely Christian culture. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just staring at you in admiration because the phrase post-Christian religion is actually so good. Thank you. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me before, but it's it's such a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. Like we exist in an anno domini, not a CE or no, sorry, an anno domini, not a BC world. Yes. And we exist in a world where like Christianity is the largest religion on earth. And so, you know, that yeah. is the sort of faith situation we exist within and it seems weird to try and exist within a weird denial of that but in some ways yeah yes i agree with you but it also makes things fun yes because one can dismiss satanism and be like oh well it's just backwards christianity yeah but the thing is there are parts of Christianity that have just condemned so many goddamn things yeah. that it means that you can kind of be like, well, I guess this is satanic now too yep. because someone has said it is. Exactly. And Halloween is definitely, I mean, there's a chick tract yep. about how Halloween is satanic, <laughs> which um, I think has Satanists worshiping Satan on his birthday, yes. which is Halloween, <laughs> which cracks me up. Yep. Um, but, you know, and then those divination practices yeah. is also, I mean, any form of magic or divination has, has been, been condemned by Christianity. Yeah. So in a way we can kind of claim a lot of things. And of course the thing yeah. is we're not actually backwards Christians. Like we're not just like doing, it's not opposite day Christianity. We have disagreements. Yeah. Well, it's kind of more like we get to collect a lot of the things that Christianity has kind of thrown out. Yes. And just adopt it. Yes, exactly. And that's, yeah. It's nice. And it feels sort of relevant to the modern world. Whereas to me, like, I'm not knocking pagans. They're great. They, you know, their faiths are valid. But mm -hmm. for me, at least... I am not a subsistence farmer. That's true. And it often doesn't feel like... You're talking about the Wheel of the Year now? Like, the Wheel of the Year and sort of a lot of those practices are very... They're either intended to be reconstructions of fertility practices for, you know, a really, really, like, agriculture is right. all you think about society. Or, like made-up versions of that. Mm -hmm. And so they're all very sort of pastoral and yeah, rural and, like, I'm an urban person. I'm not a subsistence farmer, as stated. Mm -hmm. um, and so I prefer a faith that reflects my reality more. Yes. Because, like, I don't know, it feels weird to me to be, like, celebrating the harvest in an apartment complex. True. 
Um, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. And I also feel like kind of on a similar note to what I was saying before, there is potentially, well, there's a connection between Satan and wilderness, but there's also a connection between Satan and cities. Yeah. Because people often think of, there's this, like, the the sort of pure and pastoral, and then there's the sinful urban environment that's full of temptation and sleaze. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and of course, yeah, it feels like the place, I mean, it reminds me of sort of the medieval concept of this sort of supernatural safe zone of the small town. Mm -hmm. The city is not the supernatural safe zone. The wilderness isn't the supernatural safe zone. Like, because a lot of paganism is frankly more pastoral than it is wild. Mm. That's true. Yep, it's like the beautiful tilled fields. You know, I guess I I think about traditional witchcraft, Uh which I think actually is a bit more wild. Oh, that is, absolutely. And that's kind of where Satanism and paganism tend to collide. Yes. Is um, In the woods. In traditional witchcraft in the woods, yes. Um, We haven't really managed to talk all that much about our practices though yet i mean we've been talking about sort of the philosophies behind our practices and the flavor of them but what does your daily practice look like um i mean my daily practice Uh um is honestly very much influenced by what i do for my recovery program Mm -hmm. now to our listeners i'm not saying what recovery program i'm sure it's one you've heard of this is not your cue to decide that this recovery program or that recovery program is actually the satanic Illuminati and yep. you've proved this because I exist. But um, yeah, I'm in recovery and so I first got into very basic things like daily prayer in the morning. Yeah. Through that, um, I also have a little practice in the evening where I try to look at my day in writing and figure out if I fucked up, if I feel good about what I did, if I feel bad, if I feel I made mistakes or harmed someone or behaved in a way I wasn't proud of. Um, So those are kind of the bookends of my day. And those are the things that I do every day. And they don't seem to have a lot to do with Satanism, when you put it like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Actually, my morning prayers are probably the most interesting part, and it's it's pretty idiosyncratic and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do is I first, I pray to the God in me. You mm-hmm. know, I, pr- I pray to my higher self, my inner God, as we like to think about. And um, I always end it by asking to be brought closer into line. Mm-hmm. with my inner god to be guided towards apotheosis. Yeah. Um then I'll usually pray to Lucifer a little bit. Yeah. Um and sometimes some of my other demons I work with. Yeah. But Lucifer is really the only one that I I just kind of at least try to yeah, say hello on a daily basis. Yeah. And with him I 
often what I'll do is I'll kind of just talk to him about what's on my mind, if yeah. something's bothering me, if I'm planning something. Yeah. And I'll often get answers while I'm doing that. Yeah. Not always, but I'll just sort of get the sense that... Yeah. You know. Yeah. At least that he's listening. Yeah. Much of the time. Um, and then I finish with a prayer to my nefesh, uh-huh. which is a Kabbalistic term for sort of the spirit of the physical body. Yeah. Um, so I'm basically praying to my own body. And what I do is I give praise. This sounds incredibly cheesy, but I swear to fuck, this has done me so much good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll basically be saying like, oh, you're so beautiful and youthful and healthy and resilient mm-hmm. and energetic and alert and just mm-hmm. everything I can think of that is a mm-hmm. positive attribute that a physical body can have. Yeah. You know, strong, uh, flexible, sensitive, relaxed. Yes. All that. Um, and just sort of like giving praise to my physical being and what's really weird is that since I started doing that I get sick so much less often yeah I used to get sick you know once a month or every two months yeah and now I it's been quite a while since I was sick yeah um in fact Vix showed up here with a cold yep and I completely managed not to get it yep so it sounds cheesy, but the yeah. way that works possibly has something to do with hypnosis and yep. just autosuggestion. Yep. Um, but yeah. It does. Yeah. It does help. And what you say to yourself even helps so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's kind of part of how I integrate that like Levian self-worship idea. Yeah. Because I, I do that when I'm praying to my inner God, but I also do that with sort of the praises to the body. Yeah. And it's really good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should really try and start saying grace before meals. We should. I mean, you know, now that we're moving in together. and Yeah. I would love to start saying grace before meals. I think I'm... Still trying to figure out, I, I want to write a few options for satanic graces. Because yeah. um, I'd like the wording to be set. Set, yeah. Because having to come up with one every time is yeah, a pain. But um, do you want to talk about daily practice? Yeah. And then we can sort of talk about less than daily practice. Yeah, I think that's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Um, and so what I do... Um, I try to pray as I fall asleep every night. Mm. Um, and that's kind of a thing for me. And also doing sort of meditative practice as I'm sort of drifting off. Mm-hmm. Um, I often, um, it's not absolutely every day, but I make a lot of incense or like candle mm-hmm. offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, especially to the four uh consorts of lucifer mm-hmm. um i often like i used to like to like just like talk to my altar before bed every night oh. i haven't been doing that as much recently um but like 
and also I would anoint some of the figures on my altar um, with like a little dab of perfume before bed. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so we're going to find things out about each other's practices. Yeah. Because um, I think we both actually get a little shy about... I Well, I think we're both super yeah. shy about how religious we actually are, which is really... Even in front of each other. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and because it is, it's hard to admit. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be as openly devout as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Because people will think you're nuts. Um, And, yeah, no, I'm, like, I love being able to, like, talk to my little icons. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like to pray and burn some incense while I'm doing my makeup. Mm -hmm. um, Which is very much like an act of self-care and self-worship for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of something that it's almost like bringing the threads of myself together when mm. I do my face. Yes. Um, and my hair and all of that, just like keeping myself looking like me is very much. That's also a good devotion to Nama. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Nama, I mean to all of them really. Yeah. But especially to Nama. Nama and makeup is definitely a thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and... I do a lot of divinatory practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I still sound like I have a little bit of a cold. You actually... Well, you just sniffled right then. No, I, I feel like I've been, like, saying, like, B when I mean another letter. No, you sound... Okay, good. You don't sound that bad. Um, but, <clears throat> so, you know, I do that, and I... Another sort of Nama thing is a lot of divinatory practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I pull a card a day from tarot or oracle or both or mm-hmm. whatever decks I feel like because I'm always surrounded by decks um and like I think that's most of my daily daily practice like I try to fairly routinely like light some incense mm-hmm. um for some past loved ones who've passed mm-hmm. um and like, um, at the very least, like, sort of connect with or talk with the spiritual on a daily basis and yeah. just be in that place of communication with that realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, this is inspiring me so much. It is also making me feel like such a slacker. I feel like such a slacker when I hear your, about your practice. Well, it's so funny. Well, I mean, I think we've both been slacking a little bit lately yeah. because there's so much fucking shit going on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're in my bedroom right now, which is... Um, a shrine. Yeah, basically the whole thing is a shrine. It's... Uh, in this unit, I was allowed to paint the walls... I painted them with black chalkboard paints, so there's all kinds of shit drawn on the walls now. Yep. Um, There are six altars in this room. Yep. I've got Lucifer, King Payman, Aisheth, Lilith, Nama, and Agrat altars, and some of them are more often used than others and some of them are a bit more lavish than others Mm -hmm. um depending on 
I mean, Lilith is pretty happy with her bare bones altar, which actually literally does have some bones on it. That's the sort of thing she likes. She she also gets to keep my ritual knife over there. (laughs) She likes the sharp things. Um, The Lucifer altar is kind of the main one. Aisheth altar is pretty important too. Yep. um, (laughs) Because she also my um my little tiny shrine to my loved ones who have passed on is off to the side on that. Yeah. And so she kind of takes care of that. Yeah. Um and then Nama Altar. Um a lot of my work for with money happens with Nama. Yep. So she'll often get to sort of keep wads of cash on yep. her altar for a little bit. Yep. No, I leave cash on my altar all the time. Yeah. Also, often if there's like random cosmetics or perfumes floating around my room, they'll end up sitting by her altar. Yeah. Well, on my main altar, there's a Fenty Beauty highlighter that she specifically wanted. Good. Well, there's a, a MAC lipstick that I'm almost certain you left here <laughs> that she's been keeping for Good. months. Just so you know. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I have different incenses. I very deliberately use a completely different incense for every single one of them. Yeah. Not because they are all that choosy, because they're not always... But it helps you get into the headspace. It, it helps me get into the headspace. It it triggers something in my brain that really helps me connect with them. Yeah. So frankincense and myrrh is always for Lucifer. Yeah. And um, I use Egyptian musk for Aisheth. Yep. Rose for Nama. Yep. She really likes Rose. She loves yeah. Rose. Um, Dragon's Blood for Lilith, which is a, a very, very common incense yeah. attribution. Yep. I have a Jasmine for Agrat, Sandalwood for King Payman. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do I use? I use Rose for Nama and Dragon's Blood for Lilith. I think I use right now gardenia or um, hem moon incense for Aggie. Yeah. Um, Payman gets <sighs> like he gets a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, um, I've also had Nama respond well to the like opium flower. Oh, you know she loves that. Yeah. Um, what do you use for eyeshadow? Um, I use. Well, I've used a couple of things. I've used Hem's Black Magic, mm-hmm. which smells like a 90s occult shop and is amazing. Good. Um, and I've used... I'm not sure whether I should feel weird about this. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of intended for another entity. Oh. You yeah. use the Santa Morte incense. Yes. Yeah. But it smells like dry and dusty and like the kind of thing she'd like. Yeah, I mean, that's anytime. Like, yes, there could be an appropriation conversation there. Yeah. But also, it's kind of between you and Aisheth and possibly Santa Marte. Yeah. And I would say that. Also, my incense vendor. <laughs> and your incense vendor, that's true. <laughs> I would say that if you haven't had, you know, sort of ill effects from it. No, I've never had. It's probably fine. 
Yeah, no, I don't think I'm, like, wrong numbering. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I've actually heard stories uh-huh. about people working with Santa Morte who shouldn't be. Yeah. And kind of really regretting it. Yeah, well, the thing is, I've never tried to work yeah. with Santa so Morte. I think, like, I've... using the incense is, like... Yeah, just because it has her name on the box doesn't mean I'm trying to call her. Yeah, you, you're probably fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, altars are good for burning incenses and making other offerings. Yeah. Um, I, oh yeah, I use pendulum to communicate with a lot of my demons. Yep, same. Um, some of them don't like pendulum. Nava. Nava doesn't like pendulum for some reason. Um, I shift prefers automatic writing or spirit which, board or spirit board which um by the way automatic writing with Aisheth I've only tried it once I got kind of freaked out yeah I should do it again I love Aisheth so much but every time I hang out with her I got kind of freaked out as part of the story yeah no she's it's she's so sweet and Utterly terrifying. Yes, she's she's also the primordial void. <laughs> like, yep. She's a lot. She's the end of all flesh. Yes. Oh my god. I'm almost tempted to open up my little Aisha automatic writing book and just read what I wrote because... <laughs> just to give everyone an idea of how strange that gets how fast. Do you want to? Maybe just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and... It got especially the part that, oh my god. Wow. What happened? Some of this was, um, oh, I see what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she writes, anything you can control is soon lost. And I kind of transcribed the full conversation below just the writing. Mm-hmm. So it included my question, so what do I do, Mother? And she said, celebrate. Yep. Anything you can control is soon lost. Celebrate. I shift. Yep. That got weird. <laughs> That's what she's like. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Using various divination methods yeah. to communicate with demons is... It's not something I do daily. It is something I do often. Yeah. It's something I haven't been doing often enough lately. Yeah. Um, and then there's kind of... Yeah. Oh, right. And then there's also meditation practices um, and yeah. astral travel. Yep. Which is another yeah thing that gets weird real fast. And yeah, I try to I try to meditate at least most days. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it, sort of prayer and astral blend together as I'm going to sleep weirdly. Interesting. Yeah, no, that works. Yeah. Um, and astral travel is not lucid dreaming. No, it's not. But there are 
honestly, I think it can be used in similar ways. Yes. And I would love to get back into lucid dreaming again. Yes. Because that can be a really great way to end up having some conversations. Yes. With your gods and demons. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, and then I think another thing I kind of think of as practice is I try to read a lot and I try to learn mm. a lot. Yeah. Um, like I read a lot of nonfiction. Though, I mean, I think fiction counts too to an extent. Um, yeah. I end up listening to a lot of the great courses, courses, which I guess is, <laughs> I feel a little embarrassed, but I like them. No, they're good. They're good shit. Um, um, yeah, no, education is a big part of Luciferian Satanism. Yeah. I mean, it's all about that knowledge. Exactly. Um, and so studying, especially um, for me, like both theological texts, mm-hmm. I find a lot of spiritual value in and I find a huge amount of value in some political texts. Mm-hmm spiritually weirdly yeah that's fine um that's understandable yeah well because to me my spirituality is so tied to my politics and vice versa mm-hmm. um and so like to me at least like when i'm like reading like marx or even like Debor, who's like frankly not a great theorist but who's like important to know about for certain stuff Mm -hmm. um in fact in some ways he is kind of a great theorist ian's wrong (laughs) but like he's just misinterpreted a lot um but like that stuff is hugely influential to me um and feels really like a path to like a the more collective version of apotheosis and liberation. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that's a huge part of my practice that I've also been slacking on. I've been so bad. Yeah, see, I feel like I've actually... I've been better lately about sort of the intellectual side of my practice. I've been studying a fair amount. Yeah. Um, You know, everything that's been involved with school. Yeah. And getting to visit school and sit in on these amazing yeah. classes. Yeah. And um, actually, Vix and I went to an interfaith panel on yeah. idolatry at my school Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, and I fell even more in love with him as I realized that this does qualify as a great date night for him. Um, we had such a great time. It was so lovely. But yeah, like reading and studying and learning more about religion and theology and yeah mysticism is definitely a huge part of my practice um and also music yes yeah. oh my yes practice. and i you know i have a band and not everything that i write and play is devotional yep i do have a fair bit of devotional material right now yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even when it's not devotional music it's still very spiritual yeah to me well, because, you know, yeah. rock and roll and Lucifer. Yep. It's it's always the devil's music. Exactly. You know, honestly, at this point, I kind of feel like all good music is the devil's music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess 
Christ can have Rosini, you know? I guess. Christ can have Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling. Uh, I'm a bitch. Yeah. And Christ doesn't even get to have Handel. He yes. doesn't even get the Messiah. That's actually Lucifer's. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you, too. Um, uh, also, for me, weirdly, like, oh, I mentioned cosmetics are a huge part of my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, perfume as well, actually. Yeah. Which, like, connection to incense scent Yep. is hugely spiritual for me. You know, we should mention, just briefly, um, jewelry. Yeah. Because we both have devotional jewelry that we wear almost constantly. Yeah, I have a, I have an inverted cross that I almost never take off. And I have kind of a collection of various rings yeah. and earrings yeah. and necklaces. And it varies which ones I wear day by day, but yeah. I'm always wearing some of them. Yeah. But then again, see, I forget this, but even when I don't wear that stuff, I have so many satanic tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I constantly forget that I literally tattooed 666 on my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention an inverted cross on the knuckles of my other hands. And, yeah. You know, you know I mean, I I'm also... not subtle. Yeah. I have a giant back piece of Lucifer. Yep. Yeah, we've mentioned that. Yeah. Yep, and I mean... But, no, I, adornments yep. and cosmetics and jewelry as yeah. satanic devotion is just so valid because it has that... Vanity, self-worship, self-adornment. Yes. And, you know, also the connection to Nama via, you know... Yep. Metalworking metal and cosmetics... Is yeah, yeah, lovely. And oh, um, another thing I do that I don't do, it's not daily. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny, I often do it when I have to like be on a plane. Yeah, um, I have my rosary, which is kind of funny, right? And you you pray, you designed a satanic rosary that you can pray, yeah, exactly. And I have rewrites for it. Good. Um, because I have learned more since I wrote it. Mm-hmm. But it's... And, yeah, there are certain bits I've cut because, you know, praying to Lucifer to forge you in hellfire gets you forged in hellfire. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you really have to be careful what you ask for with that one. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um, so... I pray my rosary, um, and just, like, it's a rosary with an inverted cross. Um, I also have one that has, um, oh, God. Sigil of Lucifer? It has a sigil of Lucifer, and instead of the five decades, it has six. Uh Uh-huh. Nice. Um, and that one, I haven't written a, like, chaplet devotion for, because... Your number of decades obviously changes yeah. how you can pray yes. and what prayers you'd say, but I'm planning to write a chaplet devotion for that rosary and to use that too. Very nice. Yep. So that's kind of all the daily slash fairly frequent type stuff, I yeah. think. 
But then every now and then you get the big rituals. Yes. The big scary rituals. Yep. Um, like the black baptism. Yep. Or really, for me, it's mainly been any time I want to make a demonic pact. Yeah. Which, <sighs> prayer is great. Yeah. But I really feel like with the infernal ones, if you really want to get something done yeah, or and if get you want, help. Yeah, if you want them to do it for you to some extent. Yeah. You should make a pact. Yeah. Um, and it's not about selling your soul no. or whatever. Um, although by Christian standards, I did that. Yeah, same. Because I absolutely pledged myself to Lucifer. and Same. Thing is, with that one, I didn't really ask for all that much in return. Yeah. Other than, you know, be there for me and love me. Yeah, which, I mean, I think that covers it in, like... Well, it's it's a covenant. It's mm. interesting, you know, in the Abrahamic religions, you have covenants. Yeah. But pact is a dirty word. But yeah. really, it's the same thing. Exactly. Um, And so, in a sense, my pact with Lucifer is just kind of the normal covenant that someone has with their god. Yeah. It's just, you know, I am devoted to you and you be devoted to me in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Um but yes, when I um was really when I was in the midst of applying to school, I took a pact with King Payman. Yeah to help me with that to the extent of his ability. Yeah. Which, by the way, he has come through on in some surprising ways that I'm not even going to talk about on the podcast for fear of sounding crazy. Slash <laughs> even crazier than I already do. But some shit has happened. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Um, <laughs> yep. But, yes, when I'm, when I'm making a pact, I'm just trying to think about how to sort of describe what the rituals tend to be like you well you tend to lay out the terms of the deal yeah you you try to you want a contract yeah and you know traditionally you want to physically have the contract written out yep um mine was typed i tried to write it out longhand it turns out my handwriting looks terrible yeah you can type your contract you can type your contract what they want is a clear and, like, written and preservable record of what the deal is supposed to fucking be. Yes. And, like, do think about the wording. Yep. Think about the wording. Think about... Because, like, they want it to be clear, and yep. they don't want to have, like, weird gray areas. It's not like a, like, they're trying to trip you up. It's more that they're trying not to. This is true. Although with some of them... Yes. They're smart asses. Oh, yes. And they will take your language a little too literally at times. Yep. Almost more to teach you a lesson than to just... Yeah. Well, like, kind of to just be a dick, but... Usually to teach you a yeah, lesson about especially with here. Lucifer. Yep. He'll, oh, such a lawyer. Yep. Really be careful with your terms with Lucifer. <laughs> yep. He's a little gentler with me than he is with you, but... 
yeah, but, you know, you still, you asked him to forge you in Hellfire, and... Here I am getting divorced. Yeah, among many other things that have happened, so, you know. Yeah. Um, Though, in the end, I have come out better. You have? No, I mean, it's good. Yeah. A lot of the time when Lucifer kicks your ass, it is for your own damn good. Yeah. But... You know, you, it you gotta be careful about asking him to. Yeah, be sure you mean it. Yeah, and really think about how much what you're words to... mean. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, you have your your written contract. Um, it's great if you have some method of divination to be able to go over it. Yep. And kind of have a actual two way discussion yep. of whether this looks good or not. Before you try to sign it. Yep. Um, and then you're going to do your ritual. And this, by the way, is not a how-to. Yeah. Um, how-to is deeply personal. How-to is deeply personal. Some people would say that this kind of thing is dangerous. Um, I wouldn't say that's completely untrue. I would say that it's dangerous... Well, coming from me, this is funny. What? But it's dangerous the way marriage is dangerous. It's not a decision to be made lightly. Yes. And, yes. And actually, you know what? That's a really good metaphor, because it also really depends on who you're making that pact exactly. with. Exactly. Not all demons are um, people I'd recommend working with. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, do your research and figure out if you're getting a, a good vibe. Yep. To be terribly Californian about it. Also, some demons might be great for other people, but they're yep. shitty for you. Yep. Yeah. So really, like, feel it out before you make a, a pact. Exactly. You don't, you don't start working with Lucifer by just making a pact with Lucifer. Yeah. And that goes for all demons. Exactly. Just like you don't start a relationship with marriage. Yes. Excellent metaphor, actually. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um... Which also means that you just compared marriage to a deal with the devil, and that's funny. Yeah, that's why I was saying it's funny coming from me. Yes. Um, anyway. <clears throat> do, do, do. So, once you've got your contract, you're going to have some form of ritual, which should culminate in the signing yep. of the contract. Your ritual is probably not going to involve, again... Human sacrifice, torturing animals, yep. any of that stereotypical shit. Yep. Um, it might involve your own blood or sexual fluids, if you're up for that. Yep. Those are very traditional materials to yep. sign a demonic contract with. Sexual fluids, um, like, not to be gross, but I'm pretty sure if you were working with Belphegor, you might... If you, it would probably be your poop, yeah. I was also going to say you could sign in piss. Yeah. Well... Okay, like, gross or less gross things that come out of the body Yeah, have a lot of history in satanic witchcraft. Exactly. And so, yeah, like, it can get kind of earthy. Yep, and that's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, also, depending on the type of contract, tears could be very appropriate. Yep. Um, spit yep. could be very appropriate. It sort of, you know, think about the symbolism of those things. Yes. And 
what it's saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you want to keep the contract yes. someplace safe. Yep. You and want it sealed. Yep. You do want to have a copy to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But the the copy that's signed, you want to seal it. You want to keep it someplace safe. Yes. And usually if you want to end the pact, you're going to destroy that document yes. in some sort of formal way. Yep. If possible, it's probably a good idea to have um, some civil communication Before with hand. the demon in question beforehand. Yep. <laughs> Just be like, hey, this isn't working out. Yeah. Um, and depending on the demon, on the demon, that will be great or, or it won't really work. bad. And if it's really bad, it probably means you didn't do your research to begin with yep. to find a good match for you. Yep. Um, I'm not going to name names. But there are certain demons you should be careful with. Should I name names? I feel weird about naming names. I do too. Well, I don't feel weird about saying who I wouldn't work with. Yeah. In fact, the only reason I'm like, part of me is like, uh, is that going to get his attention again? That's my worry. Yeah, but I don't think I should be afraid of him. Okay, you're probably right. Yeah. You know what? Let's just... So, I'm not going to name names. Esmaday. Esmaday. Yep. Um, (laughs) But, you know, as you get into this world, you might find that... Some entities aren't as good for you as others, and um, not every demon who tries to ping you is a good choice for you. Yeah. Just because someone is interested in working with you doesn't mean you should work with them. Yep. Well, again, dating metaphor. Just because someone matches with you on Tinder doesn't mean you want to go out with them. And sometimes, just because an entity hasn't reached out to you doesn't mean that if you make the first move, they won't be delighted. Exactly. So... You know. I mean, when I first reached out to Nama... Yep. The vibe I got from her was, finally, I was waiting for your call. Yep. So, you know, just do your research, look at the mythology, try and get a sense of the personality that's coming through, how you feel about them, how they might feel about you. Mm. Due diligence. Exactly. But yeah, um, actual rituals themselves, you know, can vary. It can be very informal. You may or may not be casting a circle, depending on your style of magic. Yeah. You might be using sort of goetic-inspired, Solomonic yep. types of You'll rituals. you be careful with that, because that can offend some demons. It can, that's true. Um. Because, you know, King Solomon basically kind of kidnapped and imprisoned and enslaved them. Which, not cool. Yeah, so they they don't necessarily appreciate those methods. Um, ask nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be polite. Pretty much. Like, don't piss off demons the same way you wouldn't want to piss off, like, generally, like, other humans. Mm-hmm. Don't drag them out of bed in the middle of the night. Yeah. Be polite. Be careful with your wording. Yeah. Yeah, you'll do great. Well, do you think that we have much else to say on this episode? Or um, I mean, we're, we're coming up on 50 minutes or so. And... Um, I mean, I think that the... I don't think that there's a ton else to say. I mean, we could, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, for this, the purposes of this, I mean, like... Um, 
doing like good works is always a great act of devotion. Yes. Lucifer is the lord of the world, and so like works really fucking matter. They do. Um, faith without works is dead is one of my favorite quotes. I'm yep. not sure who it's from. Probably some fucking Christian, but it's totally true. Yep. And so, like, frankly, works matter more than faith. I could get into a long debate about that, but I'm not going to right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um... Hmm. I think... She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time. She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool. I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool. So we're back. Yeah. Um, pretty much back just to close. Yep. You know, this really has been so inspiring and motivating for me. I know. Doing this episode. Same. And I hope that for our listeners out there who are practicing or want to be practicing, that this will do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because practice is yeah. wonderful. And, like, it just it adds a really lovely dimension and really offers something in one's life Mm -hmm. yeah but hey you know um if you have questions or you want to share things about your practice with us yeah you should email us at speak of the devil podcast 666 at gmail.com you're the one who checks the email I'm pretty sure that's what our right. email address so is. Again, that is speak, speak of the devil podcast six 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 at gmail dot com. I wasn't just being edgy. Speak of the devil podcast was actually taken. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, probably by that other podcast called this, but which is about sports. There's no. There's there are two. There's oh, one that right. is actually okay. it's Levans, and then there's speak of the devils, which is about sports. Oh, I see. Cool. Um, and we have a Facebook page, Speak of the Devil podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Twitter, Speak of the Dev. They because wouldn't too many characters. Yes. <laughs> um, and is there any other social? We we don't have any other social media, right? No, not really. Nope. Yep. So that's where you can get in touch with us. Um, there's a Facebook group that's exciting. Yeah. The yeah, Speak of the Devil podcast Facebook group. Yep, it's yeah. fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should join that if you're into it. You can also check out um, Morningstar Congregation on Facebook. Yep, um, you know, and if you're in the Bay Area... You could come by on uh, Friday to Wicked Grounds Cafe at 6 p.m. Yep. And meet your friendly neighborhood Satanists. Um, and... Bring clean socks, clean new socks, or um, cash donations Yep. for socks for the homeless. Yep. Great idea. Um, mm-hmm. You know what we need, though. What do we need? In order to really close this out. Oh, yeah. We need a backward satanic message. Yeah. Crap. Do you have one? Um. Um.
about <laughs> this group was a peep. All right. That sounds good. All right. Until next time, hail Satan. Hail Satan. All right. I think we got it. Bye. Bye.